What's up, guys? This is People Call Me Jay. This is Breezy Rando. And this is Young Al. In this episode, we talk about everything from covering your first-time gym mistakes, growing up without a dad and learning how to shave, self-confidence, all the way down to Alex's first time having sex. Hope you enjoy. It's gonna get crazy. Watch out for the jam. Hey, yo, kid. Watch out for the jab. So, how was everyone's um, week? <laughs> how was the weather? There's a storm coming tonight. <laughs> Jordan did say there was a storm coming tonight. The fall weather is upon us. The Renaissance Festival is here. Mm-hmm. Everything People is looking weird. good, magical. Get real weird at the Renaissance Festival. So weird. You know, I, I'm almost concerned with like I would never come back if I went. Ooh, it's like I a feel whole like other, I would yeah. go to the Renaissance Festival, really get into it, and all of a sudden I'm just that guy. I'm walking around being like, "You're the he." You <laughs> that know, was like, my issue, dude. Yeah. I went there mm-hmm. regular clothes though. Why Still back? was in character. Hello, how, sir. How did it feel being like? Because I feel most people there are white people, right? right? So yeah. you're in a magical state, so yeah. nothing matters. No one looks at that shit there, dude. It's are fucking there naked weird. people? People getting naked out there at the campground? Oh, is Damn, it, that's that what's accepted crazy. to whip your dick out there, dude? I heard they play the naked foursquare. The old dick. I think we got a title for the show. <laughs> the old yeah. dick. <laughs> you know, it, I I would be naked foursquare. I would be scared to be someplace that open minded in Houston. What do you mean? Just <laughs> you like the racism? No, it's more about I am concerned <laughs> with that level of like openness. How weird shit would get in Houston? Huh? Yeah, people are so pent up They're... and they work so much here. <laughs> if you ever Some think weird about it, shit would go Houston, down. Houston is like not a place that people move to because it's nice. They move here because there's money, right? So you have mm-hmm. these high strung people who are always fucking working and always engaged with their job, yeah. and then they have an opportunity to just go get as weird as they want it's to a loose. field, just everything a is muddy planned field for them. with all their friends, and then they go out there. And yes, it's shit show. Yeah, definitely. You, Some like guy that wears a suit every day is just yeah. like mm-hmm. running through skinning cats and shit. Yeah. Like whoa, <laughs> you know some weird shit like. <laughs> happen at the renaissance hunting, <laughs> hunting cats you have you been yeah oh I, I, I used to go on when i was living in minnesota different place bro minnesota yeah, people those people they get to be weird all year long it you can, know you know what's funny is i um i went out for lunch recently i was at the bar and i was talking to people about uh being from minnesota and being from a different state and this guy next to me who i didn't see which is weird because like he just kind of popped up out of nowhere but he pulls out his necklace Mm. And it has the Texas like pendant on it, like this, the uh, outline of the state. And he was like, "Do people from your state wear the state on their neck?" <laughs> this is Texas boy, he was wearing a cowboy hat and shit, and like Hell big yeah. mustache. I was like that's the most Texas motherfucker. Yeah. Guns? I didn't even see him. Oh, I'm sure he was strapped. Oh, I bet he had like a big old like revolver for like, sure. Like, Yosemite Sam, like, yeah! freeze, sucker. Yeah. yeah, it was dude. It was it was really weird. Like because he popped up out of nowhere. You know, you're so, see him. You're so dude, lucky I'm... to be white. That situation, as a, <laughs> that situation as a black dude is terrifying. Oh, if some yeah. country ass dude's like, "Yeet from Texas, you don't got the metal around your neck." Like I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like that dude's got a fucking noose rope in his yeah. trunk. Right? Yeah. Slaver, slaves yeah. in yeah. the basement. You know, Damn. the most racist thing that I've ever been a part of and like experienced, actually experienced with Alec one time. We were. It was like Sunday. So where we're from in Wisconsin, there's a town called Kakana. You guys yeah. know what Kakana? With you a remember? K. Yes. Kakana, right? Ka- so that's the first Kana. that's the first sketchy thing. Second thing is their mascot is a ghost. 
The right? galloping ghost. The galloping ghost. Oh, it is the ghost. They put yeah. a sheet on a dude and have him <laughs> trot around the fucking field at a football game. I didn't even put that together. This is 2011. Oh, this is a two, this is shit. not 1905. Mm. I lived yes, in the right neighborhood. Up. Yes. So we go to this restaurant that's in Kakana on oh, a Sunday coming, at, like, <laughs> at, at like 10 o'clock. And it's me, him, and, and the girl he was dating at the time. And he's brown. I'm brown. She's brown. I'm telling you, every single person in that restaurant just looked at us like, why are you here? We didn't get served for like five or ten minutes before we got there. And there's just this weird degree of animosity people kind of gave you and looked at you. And I looked around, only brown skin in the whole oh, place. Yeah, and we, I was just eating my eggs, just like, oh, this is great. And all of a sudden I look up and some dude from the bar just like, huh, mm-hmm. who yeah. are you? I start to see and understand why people react so negatively because I was mad. I was just angry. I wanted to get up and be like, what the fuck are you looking at? Mm-hmm. And you think about that, but like in, in times of like, what was it, like the 40s or 50s when it wasn't like that. It was, that was like subtle racism because nobody's just getting up and be like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, get out of here, coon. Imagine if that was the case, people throwing stuff at us and like treating us like that. I would have fought somebody. Oh, easily, yeah. dude. For sure. Um, I had a coworker who's like 6'5". He's, he's black and um, he oh, went hard. to... Somewhere in Wisconsin, but I was like, "What'd you think of it?" He was like, "Well, beautiful place. I loved everyone, but every time I entered a restaurant, they thought I played for the Packers or the Bucks. Damn! And they just stared at me because I was stuck out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Wow, but I get it. <laughs> that's never the case here in Houston. I've never really ever felt. You would think sometimes like there, you know, the joke is of course to make say that there's racist people in Texas, mm-hmm. but I, I can't really think of it. I've had some white people say some dicey things around me. I'm like, it's pretty, eh, yeah. you know, but they never really, I've never felt completely attacked or like outside of the box because of my color. I've definitely been places where I'm the only white person and I kind of get looks here in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here um, where I get looks like I may not be wanted there, mm-hmm. but I, I get that. You there's, do- you do great with with different yeah. races. You're, I feel like you're, you're so just good. so people just accept you no matter what. It's like, oh, it's white guy, well, that, but because something about him. The thing is, when strangers like see me, they don't know that I'm like not like down with Trump and shit. You know, like they just they just think I'm just a racist ass white dude. Not down with the Texas. Klan. And, yeah, because <laughs> your hair stands up so tall. It's not that tall. It's pretty tall. So, it's like three inches of hair. I had an experience in Kakana because I did live like right in the Kimberly area. It just area. sounds racist when you say it. Yeah. Kakana. So <laughs> I was K. at my yeah. house. It was about one o'clock at night. I'm in the living room watching movies, just hanging out. And Flaming Cross? All of a sudden, line. the doorbell rings. I'm like, huh, who's, who's coming over? Like, I thought it was my friend. All of a sudden, I open the door and there's some white kid standing on my porch and about 20 other white kids standing in the lawn, just staring at me, not doing anything. So I was like, what? Mm. And then um, they just took off running, like something. I was I was terrified, and I yeah. like called the police dude, and like I guess the cop's son was a part of it, what? and he didn't want to get the kid in trouble and shit. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, bro, I remember just staring at my door open, and I was just like, I got my gun that night. I was like, nope, not anymore. Yeah, you know what's interesting? Um, this is, I was terrified. This is kind of on topic, but when uh, Captain America got unfrozen and he was like in the future, do you think he was a little thrown off by like <laughs> yeah, the sure. non-segregated yeah. restaurants and he's stuff? Like, he's, he's like, y'all got a black, black guy people as a president here? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they supposed to eat in the back? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Captain America was racist or not, but it was probably a big shock. It's like, likely oh, he would have been. Yeah. But that doesn't make for a good movie. Nobody wants a racist superhero. <laughs> racist superhero? Yeah. Super, yeah. That, Cap- that, could Captain, funny, that could be a funny well, movie, though. Captain America was fighting Nazis when he was originally Captain America. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so like he was against racism. He was anti-racism. 
you know. But, but still, there, yeah. Well, but that was like the other I team. Mean, like Abraham Lincoln freed, freed the slaves, but that was still their was racist like, shit. He was he wasn't uh, yeah. opposed to his racist shit. He was just mad at their oh, racist sure. shit. There are people definitely at the time that like hated Nazis and also hated black people. Yeah, yeah. Like, Nazis are resilient. I can't believe they're still around. Just a couple yeah. years ago, there was that march in Charlotte. Uh, South Carolina, oh, yeah. I think, with the torches. And yes, shit. Yeah, have you ever crazy. seen the photos of those guys? Yeah, racist. You know, it's interesting that racist, um, people, racist white people kind of have like a distinct look. Yep. Like I was, I was at work oh, and I saw like two two guys tall sitting, hair, two guys sitting down at a table, and I was like, I bet those guys are racist. Like just like white dads. Like one of them was wearing a visor, I think, just oh, like it. like ca- uh, cargo shorts. I was like, they probably don't like black people. Yeah. I can tell by the look, you know, like some like racism shows on the outside sometimes. Yeah, interesting to think. I about. like saying hi to those people. Yeah, but you do like saying hi to racist people. I love it. I because you it's like that. because you know you're not what they yeah, think you are. Most racist people like get to meet me or get to know me, and then they're just like, "Wow, you're not locked <laughs> in." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, "No, we're not." Poor like, Texas, that's not us. man. Everybody just equates Texas accents to racism. It's true. That's because well, it started in the yeah. south, dude. Southern, southern accents. I mean, we did. They did do a lot yeah, of that. Start, I mean, the KKK thing. started fucking right next next door, dude. Man, like I live in Tumble. The clan march. Is that the clan march down nineteen sixty? I heard like a couple yeah. years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. Or not nineteen sixty in twenty nine twenty. Damn. Yeah. Fuck the clan. <laughs> Fuck scary, dude. I went. So another story when um, I went to I used to sell signs door to door, and I went to Oklahoma, like the outskirts of Oklahoma, and I walked into a gas station and I was gonna like sell the gas sign because the sign looked like shit. And I walked in, I was like, "Hi, sir, how are you? My name's so and so, whatever." And I looked on the wall, and then it was him in his clan outfit with his friends or like whatever the fuck, and they were both like suited up. Maybe it was like Halloween. Maybe, but he. I mean, either either way, maybe they're big Kakana football fans. Yeah. <laughs> like, Love them ghosts. <laughs> but um, yeah, I left immediately. I was like, oh, sorry. You know, <laughs> walked out. You know, it's interesting. Like uh, being in sales, the first thing you have to do is identify problems so you can sell them a solution, right? Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that. Like you saw, like yeah, it's a shitty sign. So you're like, oh, this motherfucker is gonna be easy. I definitely like when I've been in sales where you sell people things. Like I, I wasn't selling websites for a little bit. Yeah. I'll go to their website and see they have a shitty ass website, and it's like, oh, you're going down, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you just you're not know. prepared at all for what's coming. <laughs> you're ready. <laughs> Wait till I have, or you see what I have for you. Exactly. Yeah. Do you, I feel like and. And in sales, you learn so much about like other people. Yeah, that helps you in other situations. Sure. Yeah, my my dad always said that sales is twenty percent knowing and selling the product, and eighty percent getting the person to trust you. Damn, yeah, lucky bastard. Eighty twenty. What? I'm lucky. lucky. Lucky to have a dad. I love my dad. Shout <laughs> out to my dad. <laughs> I really, I really want to do one of the questions that we got over the weekend. Yeah, yeah let's really do cool. it. Fire away. Okay, so we got a question here from Jones underscore Bones twenty two. Jones Bones 22. Like oh, Jones Bones. Jones Bones. I'm really curious. That's a wrestler, dude. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if you're not a wrestler, you better All be right. a wrestler. So Jones Bones 22 says, Dance badass. <laughs> yeah. Do any of you guys have a religion or a religious based faith? That's a deep question, man. But I don't know about you guys, but like I, I personally like I don't feel like there's a book or something that like can define it. So it's, I believe okay. in spirituality for sure. You yeah. know, there's definitely something bigger, but I wouldn't say I have like a textbook religion. Yeah, like a Catholic or yeah. and it's Lutheran. also dicey to talk about, man. People get mad. Or um, we've gone, we've gone eleven, twelve episodes without one piece of hate mail from anybody. Have you guys? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> That's pretty cool. Do they and know this, our address? This is how we earn it. <laughs> We're gonna earn that shit right here, Alec. Bro. All right. <laughs> I would say out of any religion, I'm Gryffindor. 
No. So <laughs> did you guys I... hear that? We just got a message. <laughs> Fuck that guy, Alec. <laughs> um. So the thing that I would believe is is a higher power, like a god. Yeah. I do believe in like the Jesus and all that stuff. I don't think it's strictly what's found in the Bible. I do think that some things might be accurate and some things aren't. But I kind of base my my thoughts and my beliefs off of all religions. So I kind of take a piece from every every everything that I think is legit and kind of put it together. Yeah, for sure. So, like, how I think about it, too, is, like, yes, religion, like, Catholic or something like that, is to help keep, keep people not going crazy in the streets and, like, giving them purpose and all that fun stuff. So I get that aspect. But as, like, a god or one reason, I believe that um, to where if... I want to keep continue like my goals and stuff like that. I like to think of it as at the end of my life, there is a purpose, a meaning, something like waiting for me. Yeah. I enjoy that big time. And it mm-hmm. means a lot to help me get me motivated when I do have shitty days because I do suffer with depression, anxiety and all that fun stuff. So if I do, so to say, go to church, I go for more motivational speaking and thinking to something. Rather than to, like, yeah. Sure. So when they talk about like, turn to chapter 15.3 and a half mm-hmm. like i'm like mm, i don't do that but i just go for like the stories that come from it yeah, yeah. i I, with religion a few things one i remember uh, so for the for the most part i'm i'm more realistic about it like looking at science and things how um you know maybe the <laughs> maybe the story of how everybody was created by one person maybe is a little far-fetched because of all the science behind so like evolution and all that yeah which makes sense to me um when my when my mom found that out she got really sad like she cried because she's like if you don't believe in god like you're not gonna go to heaven and i was like well that kind of sucks because i'm a pretty good person you know like if i don't go into heaven just because i don't believe in something like i'm just he gonna be down there with a bunch of heathens subscribe. you mm-hmm. know <laughs> yeah he exactly. didn't press subscribe so i mean that was tough but god's got a really strict youtube channel <laughs> guy's a stickler don't yeah. watch if you're not gonna press it <laughs> right and it was really so when when kanye came out with his uh life of pablo album um i had this like phase it was more so it's more so chance the rapper because like chance the rapper is like one of the only like really like popular religious rappers definitely i was like i think i'm gonna start going to church but not for like the word of god but more more so for the uh, motivation like yeah. ultra light beam was such a powerful song i was like damn like so powerful, i could dude. use that energy mm-hmm. and just like put it in my everyday life it's a great marketing scheme man. you get people that don't even believe to come like it's just i feel mm-hmm. like like i would love to like make a movie or a, a documentary where it's like jesus scheming with the 12 uh, the 12 apostles right 13 i don't know the apostles and they're just like guys i got this fucking great idea oh, people are gonna do. love it it's mm-hmm. not gonna go anywhere it's gonna <laughs> stick around for a long time they're gonna buy hella books we're gonna sell so many books it's <laughs> and most, merch you know it is it's the most um bought book it's like the most like that makes sense ever. yeah it's amazing because it's kind of like kooky ideas just pulled together if, if someone told you those stories like face to face you wouldn't really think of them the same way yeah it's a different time know? but that's yeah. where i'm i go with like that was way back then before those stories were anything like nowadays we're 2018 like those stories like everyone can make a fucking cuckoo ass story yeah but way back then like how do you make those type of stories in that time like everything like i don't think it's that hard it's like because you've been exposed to like a lot of weird stories, but I guess well, like, they're not that creative. Like it's like a burning bush told me this. You know, it's like it's little things that I feel like aren't that like you know crazy to think of. Like you know, a snake talked to him, and this person ate an apple, and you know that weird. It's like they're not really like off the wall. You know, stories. Do you ever <laughs> hear like when you do hallucinogens or something like that, you get closer yeah. to God? Yeah. So what do you think about stuff like that? If they, that they were all just tripping. Well, maybe I mean, or else. Some people think that's like a portal to... To see God? Yeah, or something like that. So do you think that's... 
Far-fetched mm. also. Mm. Your mind is a really easy thing to manipulate. Even even things you see out of the corner of your eye that you think you see that aren't there, you know, it's easy to trick yourself into noises, and that's when you're sober. So if you poison yourself, your perception is off because your focal point narrows. You're not focusing on what's going around you, so your brain starts to fill the gaps in, and then you trip balls. Like, I've, I have... I've tripped before and it definitely feels like you're having experience with God or something really significant. But at the end of the day, you just took some poison and your body's working it out. You know, yeah, it's fun. And I I definitely can see how people can relate that to like religious experiences. But like, it's like getting pissed drunk and feeling like, you know, you're a good fighter because you didn't go down when you got punched. It's like, you're just drunk. Your body's just poisoned and you're not feeling the things that you would otherwise. So what do you think about the people that come back and like, get rid of like anxiety or oh, depression and stuff like that that's a tricky one it's really tricky because it, it goes to the question like sometimes when, when people have those disorders it's, it's a chemical imbalance or if is, is it in your head right that's like a hard question to answer because mm-hmm. if you can just trip or do something like is it in your head that you don't have anxiety or depression or was it in your head in the first place and it's gone now because you thought your way out of it you know it's a hard question to answer because you yeah. don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, but do you think that religion can go hand in hand with that? Be like, that religion the can same help thing? anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it helps you manage it. It helps you manage that mm-hmm. stuff just like it does anything else. Like it helps you manage just life in general. And that's where mm-hmm. I yeah okay. Have you ever heard stories of people getting like kicked in the head by a horse and they can like speak Chinese and they never heard it before? <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. never heard that. Do you believe shit. that? Like I thought about that like last night, and this is kind of similar can we, to Claudia. <laughs> can we can we search that? Can we see? Yeah, I'm like, what kind of depth that has? Because, like, how is that possible? Like, how do you not hear things that just automatically know it? Um, people getting, like, kicked in the head by a head horse. Trauma. Head, yes. Yeah, yeah, kicked. And, you shouldn't uh, be anywhere down by a horse's feet. You're doing it wrong dude. if you're down well, dude, there. Dude, their horse, I mean, a horse's feet can go, like, pretty much the whole length of your body. Yeah. And just fuck you up. <laughs> you know, your know, wingspan is supposed to be the, the length of your height? Yeah. Mine's a few inches uh, longer. I have like a 6'3 six, six, wingspan. I'm like he's, a bald eagle. He spent a little extra time on you. <laughs> Brock, we're supposed to go his, to the NBA. Guys is not out here making anybody. We're going to make his arms long as fuck. Watch this one. It's going to be good. <laughs> people, won't, people won't even know what to do if with it. If you could get one skill from getting kicked in the head, what do you think you'd wish for it to be? Would it be language? Can it be like, like flying? Is <laughs> 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 no. it like something like your brain can do? Um, yeah, crazy yeah. math. Ooh, mm, like Rain Man. I'd, yeah, I'd Rain Man everybody. Yeah, all the time. I'd be sports bets out. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I, sometimes I think I'm Rain Man, <laughs> and it stops. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's a storm coming. I can feel it. In my yeah. knees. I'm Cloudy Man. Meanwhile, I'm standing in the parking lot pouring rain. There was no. one guy that got kicked in the stick for speaking Mandarin. Mandarin. That's that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't even he didn't even know it before. So he just got kicked in the head by a horse. <laughs> And forgot English, <laughs> the language he spoke, and just like picked up a new language. How does that happen? That makes mm. me think like there's maybe there is something out there because like like how do you th- learn a language that you don't know at has, all? Has anyone like watched this? Westworld? Uh, no, I've heard of it though. So in Westworld, they're like I only watch Eastworld because. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's good. Um, in Westworld, like everyone's robots, like everyone's a robot. Okay. So like sometimes they have different. Um, characters they have to play and they put them in different roles cool. but they start remembering their previous roles mm. but they don't know they're robots and that's kind of weird that like Damn. that would happen like head trauma and then you start yeah. um talking so maybe he language. like spoke mandarin in a past life <laughs> <laughs> i mean have you ever read the story called the egg 
Humpty Dumpty? No, yeah, I definitely thought Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> Different egg, much less famous. Kind of fucked up. Humpty got the top spot on that one. Humpty Dumpty had a nice fall. He did. Did you ever see the commercial? Oh, Humpty Dumpty went to the mall. So mm. basically, mm. Ha, ha, ha. basically the story of the egg. All it says is that every person, like this person, dies and he meets the god or a deity. And it says that every single person is going to live every single life. So all three of you in here, like at some point when I pass in this body, I'm going to experience your life and your life and your life, and not just your life, but like Abraham Lincoln's life, like every yeah. single life that's ever happened, mm. right? And that's how you kind of grow as a person. You experience all these different lives, and when you've experienced every single life that exists, you graduate, so to speak, into you know hmm. like your, I, your heaven or whatever, right? So maybe in one life, that dude was a Mandarin person, and you know, it, and he got kicked in the head, and he went dun ching chong all of a sudden. <laughs> What's yeah. so offensive about ching chong? We all. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Um, I can we can we Google is Ching or Chong a word in that language? I don't feel like such a dick. So I Let's should believe in something like that, like with souls. Yeah. Like I feel like if you don't fulfill your purpose in life, then you just keep like repeating and having new lives until you fulfill a purpose. Is Ching a word? Let's look it up. That'd be a funny Google search. Yeah. It's the other half of a cha. Dude, maybe that's where Chingy got his name from. Yeah, he's being kind of racist. You know what's funny? Like, it's not really funny. Well, I guess it's kind of funny. But, like, Ludacris and, like, other rappers used to say, like, their eyes get, like... Chink. Yeah. Literally, Wikipedia is I'm sorry, Chinese people. Speaking of Chinese people um, and, like, Rush Hour, I was watching uh, old Chris Tucker movies, and he was, like... Lee! He was, like, the original Kevin Hart. Like, he was in a ton of movies. Like, he, like, really high-pitched voice. Like, ah! But they made him look so cool. Yeah. They make Kevin Hart look like such a fool in every movie he's in. He's like, I'm yeah. short. Like, Have he's you, stupid. Th- like, ah. There's a new movie where he's. It's about him going back to finish high school. And yeah. Just like yeah. That. Exactly. But like, but Chris Tucker was the man in his movies. Yeah. So Kevin Hart's just like Chris Tucker. That is kind of like worse. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. He's not worse. <laughs> but he's uh he's just like not cool. Yeah. He makes fun of himself, which is cool. Like him outside of movies is the man. Wait. You know what saying? Why like, are they compared? Because, like, they're so similar in their roles. A lot as of black as, comedians. Yeah, they run, and ah. they yell, and they, you know, like, they're, they're funny, up. dude. Yeah. Ah, it's just perfect. <laughs> People love it. They're like, ah! Think about it. Sam- <laughs> Samuel L., we've talked about this before. Samuel so L., racist. Chris Tucker, the louder the pitch, the more they love you. <laughs> that's, why Matt, that's why MJ was so big. He's the highest pitch of all. Dude, you, you know The uh, Rock plays the same role in every movie? Yeah. But they Do you think it. they're ever going to give him some growth? Like, do you think he'll ever do a rom com? No. He's a babysitter. Haha. What? What? He's a babysitter. In a movie? Yeah. Which one? Which one? You're talking about the classic. The Tooth Fairy? No. Yeah, that, yeah, Vin Diesel. Yeah. yeah. Vin the Diesel's also a babysitter. Oh, wait, I think you're right. Hold on. Remember Vin Diesel singing Stay oh, yeah, by I Rihanna? Love how I'm just hating the room. Yeah. <laughs> what? Everyone turns me down. Vin Diesel gets a pass because his boy died. Everybody's going to be cool with him about Dude, it. Dude, Vin Diesel sings, bro. That's, yeah. that's The Rock's boy, too, though. No, it was Vin's boy first. What was uh? What was the uh, Rock's boy is Kevin? Yeah, that's true, dude. Maybe Kevin Hart should replace Paul Walker. In the Fast and Furious, a football player with his child. He had a baby mama drama. That's what I said. I too, said too fair. Too many movies. Yeah, yeah. Too many oh, movies make light heart of baby mama drama. I've been around friends who have true baby mama drama. And it's the worst. <laughs> it seems like the worst thing that ever happened. Also, the term baby mama makes it sound so light. Like, oh, baby yeah. daddy. You know, like no, that's a child's that's father. Your father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're like, oh. And then also, like, if you just have a, a son with a girl you're not married to, you're referred to as a baby daddy. Yeah. But it's not even, like, grammatically correct. It's, it's not, not like the baby's father or the baby's daddy. It's baby daddy. It's, it's like a, a hood term. It's a hood term, yeah. Yeah, it's weird that that's, like, so normalized. That's so wild. The yeah. baby's daddy. <laughs> it's like, no, like, oh, you're a baby daddy? It's like, what the fuck? Like, I had a kid. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, He's what? 25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of negative connotations connected to baby daddy. Yeah. Oh, so many. Do you know, yeah. There's no, no woman's like, ah, oh, my baby daddy's such a good guy. It's always like, Actually, I've heard that once or twice. Yeah, yeah, I have too. It's really weird. Most most of the time, though, it's negative. Single mothers are the strongest creatures God has ever... Whatever. Single mothers are the strongest things on this earth. You ever think about it? Because they produce all life. That That's a... Yeah. <laughs> but you ever think about trying to teach a man to be a man when you're not a man? It's like me trying to teach a little girl to be a lady. I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You ever think about I, that? How I difficult could t- I it could is. Teach her. Do you feel like you have feminine characteristics because you're raised? Oh, easily. Yeah. Your dad was kind of round in and out, right? Yeah, but not good. Yeah. So do you feel like <laughs> um, you have feminine characteristics because? Yeah, of that? dude, I'm so, totally into my sensitive side. Yeah. I don't Sometimes think that, I don't think that that doesn't stand true to me though. Like well, I had have, my dad in my life. Yeah. That exactly. But I'm saying was you had him. You know, so your mom didn't have to teach you to be a man. Your dad. Yeah, you to but be a man. I feel like. And if you think about the man you are and you're the man your dad is, there's a lot of similarities. Oh, for sure. But I don't necessarily think um i like because you were saying that you like you asked alec if he had feminine characteristics because he was raised by his mom mostly right yeah but like i have feminine characteristics too i'm dude i'm girly no i'm just playing but like i have i have those characteristics too but i also have my father in my life yeah so that doesn't always stand true you were also kind of spoiled remember what we didn't you say yeah i was, was spoiled you your mom or your dad and you're the youngest too mostly my mom yeah bam son so, but that, what that, that doesn't even like that you the most of the attention you got was from your mother, so that makes sense that you're more feminine because you spent more time engaging with a female and learning from a female. I see what you're saying. So, I kind of and I guess I would say I'm also like overly manly because I haven't didn't have a father figure, so I'm just mm. like, this is my time to be a man yeah. today. You're, yeah, it, so, so you're like I, the man of the house, you yeah. come, you, you grow compensate because you I think it's you, you start to learn how to be a man from certain things that you pick up in life, right? Like music musicians that you like are the actors that you like i feel like when you don't have a father present you pick up on those things and that's what you learn to implement yeah. as a man who did you pick up on to be a man mm-hmm. i don't know it's various people that have come and gone like coaches and mine were will mm-hmm. smith yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. like the fresh prince and stuff when i was like growing up hell yeah, yeah. fresh prince I, learned, was awesome. I learned how to shave from bill cosby as yeah. fucked up as it is like he there's an episode where he was teaching his son how to shave and I didn't know that's how you did it. I fucked my face up for years trying to shave because nobody told me how to do mm. that shit. I learned three years ago. It's crazy, isn't it? How much better it is on your skin. Dude, like, I, was I was shaving sh- up and like getting cuts, <laughs> yeah. and I just thought cuts were part of it. I was like, Ingrown oh, my face hairs. is all fucking cut up. I guess it's just part of shaving. Yep, just shaving. I'm red yeah. today. <laughs> Chafing on my face. Yeah. It's not a big deal. I saw an advertisement for uh, a razor or something today, and they showed the guy, and he didn't even have shaving cream on, and he just went straight for like a mustache, not trimmed down. Went to shave a mustache, and I like. I like threw my phone on like, mm-hmm. Um, I saw my friend's dad shave one time his face. <laughs> Were you just like spying him in the bathroom? He's like shirtless with a towel around no, his face. I walked what are you by. Doing? It was um Mr. Harbath. I dude, I figured Harry's man. Mustache, and yeah. I walked by, and I was like, because I was intrigued, because I never saw a man shave, and mm-hmm. he definitely just went went straight at it, dude. Oh, he like, probably had like a <laughs> single disposable razor too. You know? yeah. <laughs> no, I think he had an old school blade one. Damn, like just uh, one yeah, blade, just like right down the face. I'm like, I don't want a mustache. Yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah. It looked like super manly. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was fucking wild. I kind of just went for it one day. I was in the shower. I was I was like twelve. You know, I didn't need to shave, but yeah. I was like, I heard that it makes your hair grow back faster. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I'm gonna have a beard in no time. I'm shave every yeah. day, son. Yeah, so I just kind of like went for it, and I, I guess I had like a little peach fuzz, so I like I felt it smoother. But I think I just learned over time, and yeah. like it, people talk about it, you know, like growing up. Like I, I think I learned about shaving and directions because in middle school we were talking about shaving like pubes yeah i remember that's how i found out about i remember the like i was always uh hairy younger like i went through puberty in like second grade third grade so i remember in like fourth grade brock came up to me he's like hey man you have a mustache (laughs) and i'll never forget it because i went home and i asked my mom like mom do you have a mustache you know like the one that the kids get when it's not there but it's there yeah and um that's the i shaved and mm. it fucking sucked. Damn, I like bullied you like the Grinch. <laughs> like, you, no, you're just looking out for me because you don't want that shit. Yeah. You want me looking bad? I don't know. I want. I wanted a mustache for sure. I let, I just. I remember growing up. I wanted facial hair so bad. I think about it a lot. That I feel so blessed to have facial hair. So I would always like talk to um, like my mom when I was younger. I was because I loved Fifty Cent mm-hmm. and I loved his pencil beard. Yeah, he's a strong beard. And I would always tell my mom like. I don't care what genetics you gave me, but you better hope that I get this beard because I need it in my life. Yeah. Like, I looked up to that, like the facial hair so much. Uh-huh. And luckily, like this isn't that crazy, but it's crazy for me because I never thought I'd get any facial yeah. hair. So, well, it's my, huge. so my, my dad, for the longest time that I remember, he's always just rocked the goatee. Yeah. The like, classic, like <laughs> white dad mine. facial hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad it's had a like goatee. Dad, dad facial hair. So I was like, damn, I wonder if I'm going to get like sideburns and a full beard. Because in older generations, people didn't really rock beards unless no. you were like a lumberjack. You know, yeah. like beards are kind of a new thing. So I was like, damn, I'm probably just going to have like the classic baseball dad goatee, <laughs> wear a visor, just like look hella racist. And then uh, I started, even I was looking at older pictures, even when I was like 18, 19, like I still only had like a the little chin. chin hair the chin, yeah dude. the chin the chin Chinny, the chin chin came first <laughs> and uh then like it took a year and i was like boom beard i was like hell yeah that's, that's weird that it, you know like the first 19 years of my life no no beard yeah and then 19 to 20 is like boom it's like that was the year the yeah. year you hit puberty i peaked it's um, been downhill <laughs> since then <laughs> my my dad didn't have any facial he couldn't grow sideburns he had no leg hair no arm hair no chest hair no nothing <laughs> <laughs> just like baby like he shaved no Damn. Like, he couldn't grow it. No hair. So, I feel like my I'm dad an anomaly. doesn't have leg hair either. <laughs> yeah. Dads in the <laughs> yeah, 60s, no kidding, right? 70s don't have leg hair or any hair. Damn. Yeah. Um, Sounds like our dads have the same hair situation. <laughs> <laughs> Should link them up. Yeah, all right. <laughs> hey, you got that hair? <laughs> yeah, right. Damn. That's funny. Um, Ever looked at, like, your parents' like school books? School oh, yearbooks? Yeah, I did. And they, I did like, once, the, yeah. they all had mustaches and, like... Sixth grade, yeah, like long flowy hair and mustaches. Like, damn, what was in the milk back then? They're drinking straight from the teeth. No, it's straight delivered off the horse. Yeah, horse. (laughs) Your milk's here. How old do you think our parents are? Like cobblestone roads. I picture the Chappelle skit of the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, He delivers milk to the white family. Yeah. Do you remember the white family's name? Oh, I do. Yeah, the (laughs) niggers. Can't wait to use that clip just Ouch. randomly. <laughs> There's a topic that I've been I've been really wanting to talk about. I've seen this thing recently that's been happening a lot in social media, um, where like young ladies who will be like, "Boss this, boss that." You know, if you're not making this much, don't talk to me. Oh yeah. And yeah. I started to think about this. I had a conversation with my brother about like 
relationships and stuff and where he's at with girls. And he said he doesn't feel like he can get a, the right girl because he's not in the right place in life, right? Like a girl his age, he's supposed to be, he's supposed to have like a beamer and you know, all this shit, right? Because of the way it's perceived. And it drives me crazy because these are the same girls that ain't doing shit for themselves, you know? And I've seen, mm. you ever see that? Yeah. Or they're like, you know, boss this, boss that. But it's like, but then on the other hand, it's like, you're dancing. Yeah. You know, it's like, don't, it just drives me nuts. What Dude, do you guys? Those girls probably have way more money than the other girls, though. Yeah, but my thing is like, if you're dancing, where what is your talent besides the fact that you were born a female, right? What you didn't do. You but I don't think that's what they're saying. Like, they're not saying like, oh, I need to be with someone talented. They're like, I need to be with someone with money. They probably yeah. be with a male dancer. So I think of this both ways. Like, I do get, and it is like almost would you call it like sex shaming? Yeah, in a way, like well, as women to slut men, slut shaming. Yeah. But I'm and confused. oh, well, like, I guess I, I like calling know. a like being like I don't need a man who makes this amount of money like because oh, no, I make this amount of money. Is that what you're talking about? No. What, um, can, I'm sorry. Can you say yeah. it again? Well, what George yeah. is trying to say is like that's easy fast money. And you're oh, we're so talking about fast. Money. Yeah. But, you, you're gonna get older. Yeah. Or you can oh, I see what you're saying. But then, yeah, I like, thought you were talking about like they Facebook want, posts. No, they they want a man that's making all this money. He's like, but he doesn't. He can't just take his clothes off. It's hard harder. To get to that degree depends you know? on how how physically true, attractive he is. True, but there's a lot less male strippers than there are female strippers in the world. Yeah, but women just don't give a fuck. I'm embarrassed for men, man. We got to put up dicks in our pants and just chill for a second. We're so easy to cut to trick. That's what you know. That's what the phrase comes from is a trick because you're tricking them into you know tricking them. Money. Yeah, I mean, it definitely throughout history, women have been able to trick. Yeah, to with, manipulate like, their looks. Yes, um. we're just we're just like peppy. <laughs> I see it in the movies. As soon as we see a pretty girl, our eyes are. Man, honking, mm. and we're just like, man, drooling. We have no self control. I'm <laughs> embarrassed. What is it called? Uh, hollering? Girl? Cat calling. Cat calling. Cat calling, yeah. Do you ever think that anybody's ever cat called and actually picked a chick up? Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What do you think he said? Hey, baby, your hey. tits are looking nice. What if he was like, <laughs> hey, tits. What if he was like, hey, you look like you have a really nice personality and we might have a lot in common. I would really love to treat you to a dinner. Yeah. <laughs> that, that might work. Yeah. Or or it sounds bad. Yeah. <laughs> I want to sit. Oh, let's get to another one of our questions. Yeah. What I wonder where cat calling came from. It's New York. No, like no, <laughs> yeah, probably the phrase? The, the phrase cat calling. It seems like, like it'd meow. be dirty because, like you know, it like probably pussy, did come from like New York. Pussy, pussy cat. Pussy thing? Like, oh, yeah. construction can we can we Google that? Can we look up where cat calling came from? Hmm. Imagine if cats could actually make calls. Who do you think they'd call? Other cats? No, they're too stuck up for that shit. They'd wait for cats to call oh, them. Oh, yeah. I hate cats, bro. It's like, he'll call me. Yeah. <laughs> Would you call a cat? Would you be what? on the phone with a cat no. if they could call you? No. Why? It's, why would I want what to talk to could, a cat? What if there was a translator in your phone that could translate the meows to English? I don't feel like I really care much for what a cat has to say. If you had the opportunity I'd to understand rather... what a cat was saying, you would say no? Fine, I'll do it once. Just once. What kind of questions would you ask? Um, what the fuck's your problem, cat? <laughs> hey, man, but isn't that kind of speciest if you just assume all cats are the same? No, they are. They are. No, they're not. Most cats. I've met some pretty nice cats. Here, let me let me say, let me, this is, I can put, anybody want to message us about What do you about mean, cat? you people? Yeah, any one of your cats. Let me guess what it does. It lays around on the couch all day, and sometimes it comes close enough for you to pet it. And then when you pet it for too long, it runs away. I know and some people like it that. It lays under a couch. <laughs> <laughs> ooh. ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Usually, oh, for sure. It's usually just a, it's a street harassment. Yeah. Where did the term come from? Do you yeah, know where it come from? Where did it come from? Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? 
<laughs> Have you guys seen the video of the dude uh, who got shut down by the girl at the party? It was on Snapchat. It was a the movie. what? There was a video of a guy who was trying to dance with a girl. The creepy thing that guys do when a girl's dancing by herself with a mm. friend, they like, walk up and kind of just press the crotch against your butt. I yeah. smelt you from across the that's room. That's normal. Do you, do you but, figure out? Where... So there's no definite beginning of street harassment, but discussion regarding the subject began in 1944. Hmm. Makes, so sexual sense. harassment's been around for a long time. Sure. But back to this gentleman. Time. This gentleman <laughs> at this party walks up behind this lady and just kind of. Kind of presses up against her. She turns around and politely says no, and he like nicely walks off. And it's just there's a video that was on Snapchat, and that's like a weird. That's one of the weirdest like social things that happens. Remember in high school at dances, like you could just walk up to any girl and start humping her. Basically, that's so weird. Like what happens. To make that just like a normal mm. thing. Oh yeah. wait, no, that was cool. Clubs, some <laughs> rejection or oh, <laughs> I got rejected, dude. <laughs> Clubs and uh, dances and stuff like that—they're so loud, so you can't really get to know someone. Yeah, so and you just accept that's your communication. Yeah, you like, know what? It always crotch. happens. You just point at your. <laughs> this is what always yeah, happens. Happening? You grab a girl, right? And then she, like a little bit in, she does the look back. Yeah, she checks. She checks. And that, at that moment, as a man, you're just like. Oh yeah. baby, you like hit the um, casino Am jackpot shit. Yeah. yeah, what are they called? Slots. It's like a slot thing. Yeah. What if she walked away? That's always a, you just then you got to regain your yeah. composure. You go get another shot <laughs> and go out again. You look around like is anybody looking? Or you go back up to her later when she's wasted. I'm going in the mirror, like looking myself in the mirror, and just like you could do this. They're not all gonna say no. Flashing, like, dude, I'll just try to wash my hands. Can you move? Eight mile, dude. It's an eight mile scene. Yeah, just throwing up in the bathroom. Mom spaghetti. If you had clubs, are weird. Weird. I don't like clubs. I'm not a clubber. It's not for me. I tried. Yeah, you just get it. You get you. I don't know. I can totally tell why you don't like it because it's just too much commotion. My anxiety is just on 10, and I'm just like in there. And if I'm not super messed up, like after a while it goes down, you know, the messed upness. Yeah. And then I'm just like, whoa. Alert. Yeah, I'm done. Uh Brock, you do awesome in clubs. I watched you like start a dance circle one time, and I was just like, that's my friend. (laughs) That's my dude right there. Um, The the way I've I've been doing dance music and stuff for a while, and what I found is like you just got to focus on yourself, and then people will kind of come to you. Yeah. But because it's so loud, you can't talk to anyone, or maybe by the bar. But even then, like people kind of have their own agendas. So you make yourself look cool, and people like, oh, that looks like a fun time. Yeah. Usually by that guy. It's but it's usually fueled by just a lot of alcohol. Yeah, and that's one thing, like, for me, like, even when I'm, like, out and trying to have a good time, like, I really enjoy sitting down. Yeah. I really, really You gotta love a nice sit. Yeah, just, like, (laughs) I like sitting, people watching, having great conversations. And that's one thing that I've noticed, like, of, um, especially clubs out here in Houston, it's just more about who can get the most fucked up. Yeah. Like, Mm. everyone's just going ham at the clubs. It's (sighs) not too many of people just, like... Dude, at the Astros game, there was somebody who bought $500 worth of beer for their section. Yeah. Wow. That's fucking awesome. Houstonians love to count their drinks. They'll be like, I had six fireballs, nine <laughs> And they're all high Two, numbers. Dude. Yeah. It's like, um, are you, how are you alive? When I moved here, I heard, this is like, I was like, oh, no one can tailgate better than the Packers. Or more, like, crazy. Dude, Texans, even though they suck, they go ham. Yeah. They what get you, fucking you know, wasted. They ease the pain of their loss. It makes me think of a, a question. So uh, I found out recently that a person I used to serve at a restaurant I worked at, um, he'd passed away, basically his liver failed, and he died like from drinking too much. Mm-hmm. And I used to serve him beers, right? So I was thinking, I've thought about it before. I remember like I would 
it'd be like early in the morning, eight or nine o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, and you'd be in there drinking beers all day long. And my question is, is like, at what point can do you feel like it's appropriate to step in on a situation like that? Right? Like, I know him. We're not friends, but I like I know him. I, I talk to him a lot. Do you think that like for, if you're for yourself, like do you think that if someone that you worked with, for example, was drinking a lot, and you notice that, like, would you feel comfortable stepping? Anything that's your place? It depends on how they handle it. If it's ruining their life, maybe. But would you if, try? It depends on the situation. Because some you, pe- some if, people are pretty functional alcoholics. Yeah. But is that okay? Like, because it's gonna have an effect. It's not on really your body. my choice, you know. I've yeah. I've come from like an alcoholic household, and one thing that I've noticed is the more you do, um, like tell someone to stop or like push them, they are like that's they're like what mm-hmm. they want to do. Yeah. So what they end up doing is just like resenting you in a way. For sure. And um, just almost making their downfall worse because you're putting they already know yeah they mm-hmm. know their liver fucking is yeah. like fucked up okay. and yeah so they know and once you tell someone something that like already is hurting them but they can't stop doing something it just might almost be even more of a downfall in a way i've been in situations where people uh would tell me that i should just stop or slow down and it's like well if you already think that i'm this person i might as well be this yeah, person exactly. yeah? so i think more so offering other solutions without telling them that they have a problem but i think your question was more so do you step in yeah what what would you what would be your approach be if you did step in even as simple as asking if he's okay okay yeah someone drinking early like you just be like hey man is everything okay I've noticed you drank nine beers in this last hour. That's know? such an open question though yeah like imagine like but that's if they like... have so much pent-up shit and you're just like are you okay and you just yeah, I think that that question sometimes it's either people will bite and they won't or they will. It's it the thing that would make that okay. I think is he's an open drinker. Yeah. He's not closed door. He's yeah. out in like the public. So that would I would assume would be maybe something good to do. Yeah, a lot of people are afraid to ask that. Like, you know, if you see someone crying in public, you generally just ignore it. Yeah. You, if that what if that person just needs you to be like, hey, are you you okay? Those are mm. the crying in public and death. Yeah. Those two things, when someone passes and you have, like, you know someone close to, like, mm-hmm. that person, um, it's so hard for me to, like, ask the right questions. Because yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what I would want to be said to me. Well, I've seen I've seen videos of people, um, like, actually, like, really drunk in public or, you know, or on drugs or whatever. And they're struggling and a lot of people won't stop to help them or ask them yeah. if they're okay. The bystander effect. Yeah. And, like, I've seen people just walk by them and it's like, damn, like, no one's gonna help them. Like, he, like people falling and, like, passing out yeah. and stuff. So, I was Ubering last night because that's my new gig and it's fucking tight. And I picked up a couple mm-hmm. and they were arguing in my back seat about someone who was passed out for an hour for the fight and didn't wake up. And this girl was like, you should open his airways, call 911. Mm-hmm. Like, this is ridiculous. He's not even waking up. Like, we've been budging him. And the husband was like, no, you're tripping. Like, what's wrong with you? Damn. Like, calm down. And they were, like, fighting in my backseat, like, just arguing back and forth yeah. about what they thought was right. And I was thinking in my head, I'm like, I don't know, because I've had friends that do that. And you just, like, hit the husband's standpoint. was like, this is my boy. Like, he gets wasted all the time. Yeah. Like, he's going to wake up in the morning chilling mm-hmm. and just, like, hungover. And then yeah. he'll like, go on with his life. And the wife was like, no, because if that 1% something does happen, I'm going to feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I saw I saw a video of it was in the DMV. It was either like DC or, or Baltimore, and um, they were walking by, and there was this group of junkies on the street, and they're doing like one of them did heroin, was like nodding off, like passed out, 
And this guy came up with Narcan. I don't know if you know what that is. It can like help save you if you're overdosing on heroin. Hmm. And the, all the all the junkies were like, "No, like don't do that. Like he's fine." Oh, and they're like, like pouring gonna... milk into this man's mouth while he's unconscious. And it's just like that's not going to help him. You <laughs> know, like he's passed out. So the junkie logic. Just give yeah. him some milk. Yeah, exactly. He just yeah. needs some milk. He needs calcium. And there's this random guy walking by, and he didn't, he didn't look like a heroin guy at all. But I think it's so po- common there that he just kept Narcan on him so he could save someone's life if they needed it, which is awesome. And what he did is he grabbed it and he put it in the guy's nose, and the guy like who was nodding off like came to and he got up and he's pissed and he kicked the guy who saved his life in the nuts because he like, wasted a high yeah exactly mm-hmm. like he's like i was enjoying that but he was like he looked like he was dying and the guy saved like essentially saved his life and the, the junkie was pissed he's like damn like no you know what a place to be in yeah. yeah where yeah. you're just like on the verge and that's like the fun spot for you imagine like doing that to someone and then they like hurt you yeah I was like fuck that you know like the last time I do that but maybe you know the guy obviously was has pretty good intentions for you just carrying Narcan around with him and he probably that won't be the last time he does it and like how he's so open to use it on someone who maybe he didn't even know dude shout out to that guy for just like having that in case someone else needs it Yeah. yeah you know like he doesn't have that for himself he probably doesn't have junkie friends he was just walking around because it's common there like I might need to save someone's life I can't imagine living the in an area Superman where that's so common. Of or the Batman of the motherfucking oh yeah trenches. You think dude? Batman had Narcan on him in that belt? <laughs> Probably, yeah. You never know when you're gonna run into a junkie. Uh, I'm gonna save your life. <laughs> I don't wear hockey All right, guys, pads. Let's let's get to another question here. The second question we have here of the day is actually from. Okay, they want to be anonymous. So it's how do you figure out new exercises and how to do them in the gym without feeling embarrassed? It's a good question. Brock, you take you you go first because Alec and I are very well versed in the gym at this. I think, and mm-hmm. you're more you're more new to it. What yeah. what do you, what's your thoughts on this? And then we'll go. Um, I definitely understand that feeling for yeah. sure. Like not being super knowledgeable in the the fitness world and just you know knowing what's what I've been taught. Um, doing new exercises can be you know sometimes embarrassing, but honestly, I, I've gotten I've come to learn that people in gym culture, like if they see you doing something wrong, they'll usually offer like pretty good advice. Yeah. So and so I think people are worried about um, people who are more knowledgeable judging them, but more so they'll just help you if they think see you doing it wrong. So I think that's important to keep in mind that. And if you have questions, like there are people that work at gyms that will help you. Yeah. Oh but yeah. If you ever think like you, I could imagine like the Tim being a little bit timid about that because oh absolutely you know if you if you think about it from a stereotypical point of view, um, the people in the gym that know this shit would make fun of you, right? There's a lot of people think. Or if you talk to a trainer, they're gonna pressure you into trying to do training with them. And that's what a lot of people their perception of it is. So it's hard to tell because it's case yeah. by case. Some people that's are true. like that. Some and aren't. gender too. Oh yeah, dude. Gender is a big one because yeah. like yeah. Y- if I were a guy and like say Brock was having help, needed uh, help with something, mm-hmm. I would be really it'd be easy for me to go up to him and be like, "Hey, man, like try this way, you know, this and that." If it was a girl, then mm-hmm. I think it might become construed as like me hitting, hitting on her on, yeah. or like she doesn't want to be bothered yeah, or something. For sure. So in that aspect, that's hard. Um, if anyone's judging anybody in the gym, I think that guy's just a douche. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we're all there for the same goals. Yeah, everyone wants to better themselves. At the end you, of the day, well, at the gym that I go to, the, I saw a guy sent me a Snapchat of a kid that I know that works out there, and he was doing a weird exercise. Or he was doing a bad, yeah. and I was like, kind of like, come on, man! Like he's just a kid. You yeah. know, those videos you see of people, a lot of those are staged. I don't know if you guys know that. A lot of those videos, like you the see, people putting spot, this stuff on yeah. their neck, and a lot of that's staged, humping the balls. Yeah. yeah, but some of it, some of it's legit. Yeah, and sure. That sucks for that person. That person is never going to want to try to do something again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because yeah. people people have this weird sense of shame with exercise. Like be, you're not supposed. So at, being a trainer, when I have a lot of people, when I have someone new coming to the gym who's like fresh into that shit, mm-hmm. they're so timid and they're nervous to where they shake. I do a, a resting heart rate test with people when I'm oh, starting nervous, and I'm like I'm like just calm down. You know your heart rate's 105 and you're just sitting in a chair, yeah. and it's because they're they know that like I'm about to tell them like hey you know try this or that you don't you know you don't move right and it's weird because like if you went into if you went into a chemistry class and you didn't know how to do no shit about chemistry you wouldn't feel that same sense of shame mm-hmm. it's like you're there to learn it's the same thing at the gym so i think for for the people that feel they're not comfortable with something in the gym like you should first of all just start with basic stuff a lot of time i think the discomfort comes from big movements like compound movements big like moves, yeah. movements where you're moving a bunch of different limbs at one time Start with one of those limbs, get used to that with no weight, then a little bit of weight, or ask questions. And I think the beauty in just starting or not being sure is you'll see so much oh, yeah. uh, results yeah. so fast. Mm-hmm. Like the first week, the second week, if you like focus on those. And there's there's videos on YouTube there, like the trainers in the gym. There's yeah. a lot of good new, uh, stuff out there. Absolutely. A lot of bad too. But like the big movements are usually the same. And um, you'll see results so fast that'll keep you motivated to yeah. going and make you more comfortable because you're like, oh, shit, I mastered this one. Let me keep it moving to the next. Hmm. You know what sucks is that tank tops have been labeled bro tanks. Like, I like wearing tank tops because I get hot in the gym. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a douchebag because, like, I know that like, I'm in shape. But I feel like there's, like, this weird... Uh, People, someone walks into a gym and sees a dude with a tank top on, like, who's a fucking asshole? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I what I feel like when people see me. I like, never thought that. Like, yeah, so when, I, when I go to your gym, I'll, I'll wear tank tops, and I just like the way I look in them. Like, yeah. I think it helps me like work out better that's, too. That's my logic behind it. Like, I wear the douche tank and all that stuff. And douche tank. Like twenty. He's talking about the spaghetti string top. <laughs> you know, the one. Like, twenty eighteen <laughs> is the year of the douche for Alec, but once again, it's like racism. Like, if you don't want to get to know me because of something something I'm wearing, yeah. then I don't want you to know me. Um, also when I do work out and I, I put in a lot of work into my body, I put in a lot of money. I put in a lot of work and time and effort that when I go to the gym, I, I like it. I Mm -hmm. like seeing myself and seeing my results. And I would assume that would for it be for anybody. If they see the results, why not? They'll be like, Oh shit. I want to show off a little bit more. I don't do it because of other people looking at me, which is hard because like to a certain extent, obviously like I do enjoy a little bit of look, but I don't go in there thinking like, Oh, everyone's going to check me out today. It's like when I'm in the mirror and I see like my muscle flexing because I'm wearing, it's interesting. Yeah. And I can see that shit. So that's big for me. One tip for the fellas out there is start doing exercises that girls do. It's okay. You can work on your butt. It's Mm, fine. You need to work on your ass. Guys, guys tend to always just, gravitate towards like chest and triceps for some reason because like the muscles you feel and see really easily yeah. and girls always tend to gravitate to butt exercises because like that's their main concern mm-hmm. but you need to do all of it like i have clients i'll train them and they're like why are we doing chest i'm like because you need to train everything you can't yeah. just, you can't just train your butt every day and <laughs> and dudes will dudes never get on like glute extensions and that leads to these big imbalances in your list because you have no ass you have strong quads and a strong set of hamstrings but you don't have any butt muscles so, fellas, don't be afraid to flex your ass once in a while in the gym. Go do some glute something. Yeah, it's okay. Um, that's, like, my biggest problem, too, is, like, my chest and upper build very easily. And my bottom, I have to put in extra work. Alec got some chicken legs. Yeah. and um, They're better. They used to be real real skinny. Yeah, I'm working on it. Like, yeah. it's one of my that's biggest. That's why you're so fast. Yeah. It's one of my biggest, um, like, I'm uncomfortable with it, you know? Yeah. But I've always had, like, really skinny legs, really skinny ankles and all that stuff. So it's something that I need to work at. But once again, I'm at the gym to work on it. I will still wear short shorts. I don't give a fuck. Like, if you want to make fun of me, like, that's you. Like, that's why I'm there to obviously get, you know, better and bigger and whatever. So that is for me. I also, 
met someone with osteoporosis and um which is like deteriorating of the bones Mm -hmm. and i was doing a lot of research on it because like it's someone close to me and um like i was just seeing what like is out there and one of the biggest things is strength training yeah because it's almost like you will have that disease but you're tricking your bones into like not deteriorating because it has to carry x amount of muscle and most of the things with osteoporosis is um deterioration from the bones because they're not being used Mm -hmm. like your body's just like oh we never use upper body or lower body so you don't need these bones anymore they don't need so hard yeah (laughs) so that's something too like strength training does help is just like all type of health issues Mm -hmm. so i think that's big i've learned a really great routine for like when i had to fart and i can't get it out some crunches they'll come right out son Seriously, you're, you know, you have that where it's uncomfortable, where it's like you hate your life for a little bit because you have this buildup of gas in your stomach. You get on the ground, do some crunches, jump up, do some squats, it'll slide right out. <laughs> Real quick. Crunches? Yeah. Huh. Sounds painful. Fart makers. Yeah, it just works its way, it just works its way out. Interesting. Yeah. Fart makers. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so we have one more question that I, I actually, I'm kind of like, we were thinking about not covering it, but we're going to cover it. It's just interesting. So the question from one of our listeners, she actually wrote in and again, wants to be anonymous. Um, she asked, have any of you guys ever been involved in a three-way? <laughs> um, I, can, I can go first. Go for it, man. Yeah, I have. <laughs> How was it? What, I mean, what, like, what's the context? What happened? Like, the first time? I mean, I get that. Like, I get <laughs> <laughs> like what's the situation? Okay, so... Just a little backstory. I was living in Minneapolis for the last five years or whatever, and Minneapolis is a very hippies, uh, a very progressive. City. Is that where you get your nose ring, yeah, boy? Yes, yeah, that's where I. Uh, yeah, they're in the flops. sky. I would tried a lot of new things in Minneapolis. Like, uh, I don't know. People are very open minded sexually there for sure. Shout I, out I, to Minneapolis. I was tight. I've, I've met more people there that um, see sex more as like just for what it is rather than this big deal. Mm-hmm. Like you can. Like, fuck guys and still have a girlfriend. You know, stuff like that. Like, I, I've never seen that before in the past. And that really changed the way I, I looked at sex. Um, so there were a lot of people that I knew that were, like, just fucking each other, like, casually. Yeah. Um, so, so you want me to tell the story? Uh, the... You don't have to go into too much detail, but, like, like, like what okay. what, how, what was it like, you know? Um, was it cool? Was it weird? Was it too much eye contact? Not enough? No, um, honestly, I, I didn't really think... I didn't really think it was that weird. Um, there, I mean, there was eye contact, but it was just like, like I wasn't. It's not like it was me and two girls, right? And oh, it, okay. Well, that's. I feel okay. I thought you were talking about like oh, the, I, the okay. devil's three way. Well, I've been in I've been in two five sums with three guys, but uh, with a three way, um, it's me. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Minneapolis is pretty crazy. Um, the first house I lived there, uh, it was just a, kind of a really fun house. A lot of Orgy stuff house? Yeah, it was kind of a fuck shack. Yeah, I actually visited you when you lived in that house, mm-hmm. and I did see a lot of nudity, just like for the two days People I was just there. just kind of walked around naked. Just walk around everywhere. naked making breakfast. It was honestly like at first, I was like, holy shit. Like, breakfast. This is college. Dude, I had a girlfriend when I was visiting. I was oh, like, oh, yeah. I was like, I'd be in so much trouble. She'd be so mad right now. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was it was a fun time in my life, and I I think that like that opened up a lot of doors to me just you know seeing things in a different light. Um, but it wasn't like Fifty Shades e- of Dick. Even in, even in those situations, like it's not like you know like someone's watching me have sex with another person. It's just like we're all in this together, you know. But there's one person who can't be in it. At, you know? Oh, the threesome. He's got yeah. the boomstick. <laughs> <laughs> 
guys, can I go now? That's like, not a threesome. Sweating. So, so to start off with, like, I've never, I've never had a threesome. Okay. But in my head, it'd be so weird because I just feel like to be like even when you just first time you have sex with somebody, there's like this weird coordination thing. Like, where do you go? You know, like, is this a, you roll that you roll that mm. way? I go this way. You know, like what? You, you yell tra- at the other person. Yeah. Like, you like that over there? The trans- <laughs> the transitions can sometimes be a little weird. But with mm. five people like, just <laughs> bumping heads and like, wait, are you gonna? Yeah, you go in the front. <laughs> you saying like, did you communicate? Like, yeah, no. I can barely keep no, a conversation no. with five people and know what everyone's talking about. At the same All right, time. you're gonna start <laughs> so, here and then you're gonna rotate right. You're gonna get right. Okay. Cho- choreographing. No, to the left, not the right. So, okay, so think about think about just having sex with one person, right? It's not like you like pre choreograph what you're gonna do. Yeah, you really? kind of you kind of just figure it out. <laughs> but there's le- there's less variables. Right. There's less but, variables. If she moves left, you move right. Ten seconds. In, but there are three you're going of- to roll over, <laughs> and for five more seconds, I'll be finished. Dude, being in a long term relationship can be like that. Though. Yeah, absolutely. notice that we're like you, your sex mm-hmm. is the same every time. You're just yeah. like, okay, here we go, and we have about two minutes left here. I'm gonna make a snack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you want something? No, you don't. You never do. The cigarette. <laughs> yeah. You're not hungry. We know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just. I'm sorry. It just. It started. Uh, it started just like any other sex. You just everyone was kissing each other, and then it just kind of like led into other things, and uh, you just kind of assumed the roles that you were given. <laughs> it's like See, it sounds like a, like you're getting ready for a play. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of improv. <laughs> yeah. Alec, have you ever been in one? No. Yeah. I just think uh, I think it'd Would be you? stressful. Would you? Uh, circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, it's different when you're in a relationship too. Yeah. yeah. Like my my last uh, girlfriend liked girls. And she wanted to like fuck girls with me. Yeah. And but that was weird because like we were both into each other. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's like we're both cheating, but we're cheating together. It's yeah. weird. It's mm-hmm. like hard to kind of like put your mind to it. Yeah, I think that would lead to issues in a relationship for sure. Eventually, like the everything in the beginning is fun and games, you know. But then I feel like eventually that look would come. Like mm-hmm. what the fuck? Why are you looking at her like that? Yeah. Something like that, you know? Like. Because well, it messes yeah. with you mentally, and you can add rules like we can have threesome, but like you can't fuck her, and it's just like so you're the only one that's getting yeah, fuck two people. And that's not not gonna work. No, Someone's yeah. gonna be mad, and it might fluctuate, but there's always yeah. gonna be an issue. I feel like it's just a, f- a fight that's gonna fester and wait till mm-hmm. later on. Yeah. And you be mad. Remember that time we had that threesome? And you weren't yeah. looking at me. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that would definitely happen. I can see. That was so. actually a really interesting question. Like it's made, kind of made me think about a lot of different stuff. Threesome like what, Jordan? More, yeah. more like, what are you thinking about? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Proposing a threesome? No. Can't say that on the mic and not go into it. All right, so <laughs> Jordan, we're close, but we're not that close. It's it's okay. So what I'm thinking about is like a JAB. How how people how people like slowly over time throughout their life explore like their sexuality the f- and like what is exciting for them, right? right? Like I'm gonna share this with you guys right now. This just happened to me recently. But, you got uh, the fist? No, what? the jab? No. <laughs> Uh, oh, that'd be good merch. Jab fist. No. So, <laughs> I actually... <laughs> Whoever asked this question, you got a All fist right. coming. <laughs> so, recently, 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 the girl I'm dating got me a, a man thong. A man thong. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Okay, I like where this no is judgment going. Right? Yeah. No judgment. Where are we going? Right? So, where are we going? No king so shaming. She gave. She gives it to me and she's like, I'm trying to put it on and like, you know, let's see. So, I put the, the thing on. And I just started laughing in the bathroom to myself because it's not... It sounds hilarious. It's so un, it's so small and uncomfortable. But, like, I feel like... it. it I feel like is Moses it, split my balls in two. Is it... You know what I'm saying? Is Wait, it a thong? Like, or is it like a... a it's like a, it's like a thong... It's a thong butt. 
So it's like up your crack, which as a dude, I'd never feel like. So, okay, what is her take on that? She wanted is to it see sexy? me. sexy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, she I didn't felt, laugh at you, did she? No, I laugh. I was in the bathroom laughing for like I don't know how you would But the front of it <laughs> is, is it lime green? Like the, no, it's it like blue, like baby blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So the front of it, I was like, there's got to be more material hiding inside mm-hmm. here. It must like flap open. It's like it doesn't. Like it just, which part is the front? Yeah. And, and, and you know, I... I never in a million years thought I would have that in my underwear drawer at my part my house. You know, like yeah. never in so, a million years. Are you opening? To, are you open to putting it back on, or is it just like sitting yeah, in there? Yeah, but because of how much she liked it, rather than like I don't, I would probably wouldn't. You'd, so you you'd, won't you don't make breakfast around? Yeah, you'd never catch me just wearing it. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like you never, I would never, you never. All like, right, let's see. Are you wearing it right now? No, no. It's a. Uh, it's actually <laughs> hanging on a lampshade in my living room. Damn, that's kinky as hell. It's kind of like a joke. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's just still there. It's funny. <laughs> I should I should take it down. I have, I have plans with my mom. Just kidding. She's going to come over. Is that your G-string? No, no. I, no. Yeah, mom. <laughs> but, like, again, so, like, thinking about that, is, like, is that, like, as a man, there's something about that feels not masculine, but is that not masculine? It's just, I'm wearing it for her. You know, I wore it for a girl. You know what I'm saying? I think men, you know, men's masculinity is so fragile sometimes. Alec, would you wear a G-string? No. No, not at all. No. Brock? Yeah, but that's yeah, just, sure. I, I'm not that I'm <laughs> you need, you're like yep got one on right now son whale tails boy whale tails yeah. son like and I'm not judging you or saying like it's wrong yeah. I just personally like I know whale tails I, I will tell you like once it once it slipped into my crack and yeah. I felt a little not yeah, I felt I, a little uncomfortable I was like oh but why like why why did that make you like I've obviously never had, like I've never had anything tucked in my butt crack before like, but did that make you feel bad about yourself or no, is it just like physically it, uncomfortable it was just so new and uh, it's physically uncomfortable but it's mm-hmm. just like again as a as a guy you you identify with these certain things you're not supposed to do like you're not supposed to do that but yeah. like you know it just I don't know it felt weird it was a yeah, weird, it, uncomfortable it, transition mostly because of my ass crack it definitely like goes back with like my experiences that's the only reason why i would never do that like not that i've your experiences had, do you have bad with, experiences like, with, thongs? with thongs? no with people Ooh. like I, my, <laughs> my shaping and upbringing yeah like uh, that's not bueno oh like <laughs> you know? if word got out that you were wearing a thong yeah. the way yeah, people treat bueno. you like you know you know i'm glad you brought that up so do you feel like you you don't you wouldn't wear a g-string because of other people or because of how you would feel about yourself both okay what so, do you think is, which one's more though which one's the which one i think the they go main? hand in hand because yeah. mm-hmm. um like that's me mentally and i associate myself with those people who feel that way yeah and like we both have like some of the same views on things so yeah. um yeah it would be shitty for them to also hear about that and for myself like growing up i was i wasn't really able to express myself and yeah. be like open like that yeah. so when i do do something that's like a little different or girly or feminine i do have this thing in the back of my head it's like oh hell no dude yeah and that's like just me i'm open to it and i'm like open to like if you did that i'm not gonna be like no fuck jordan but it's just yeah. for me like i just yeah well i for me. i think you know like we all grew up together and i think we all had that that same kind of uh mental state you know like we call each other like gay to diss each other and stuff yeah. and like oh what? you know you know how we roast each other and stuff mm-hmm. and when i moved like i moved to a city where a lot of people are gay and stuff and then like i was around that more and just being like more uh, open sexually and then like that wall kind of came down like i don't think about people judging me anymore because i was surrounded by like no judgment for so long that i got used to being more open do you think your parents or grandparents or any family members would judge you by it yeah Big time, yeah. But I also don't, I black. also don't discuss my sex life with my parents. Would you? Mm. Your mom just like, hey, Brock, how's it going down there? It depends. I remember, I remember in high school, 
um, my mom asked me if I had sex, and I said yeah, and then she wanted details, not like not like the story and stuff, yeah. like yeah, like what, but she she's like oh like, I think she asked if I wore a condom or something like that. And I was like, okay, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yeah. I did. But, like, I just, like, I realized, like, you know, that was, like, the general question. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, you know that, I, you know, like, I'm I'm a high school, like, boy. Like, I'm going to try to have sex. Um, so that wasn't weird. But, like, when I got into, like, more specifics, then I was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable talking about this. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um... But I don't know. I don't know if my parents would want to know about, like, my the details. My yeah. Sex. That you're a sexual deviant? If they wanted to know, like, my number and... Oh yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, I feel like most guys know their number and girls don't. I don't think that's true. Not in the sense of like girls can't. There's so many they can't count. I'm just saying like I feel like guys are guys place value on that number. Girls don't. What do you mean? Mm. I think girls are more. Guys are proud of the big number. Yeah, yeah I know saying. what you're saying, but Claudia, you shaking your head over there. What do you what? Girls value the number. I think less. More like how many? Yeah, okay, okay, number, yeah. okay, okay. Got you. I got you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like people are more promiscuous now that there's, like, apps for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but it's more secret. Yeah? Secretive. Well, it depends, you know, because, like, when you think of our... Maybe even older than our parents' generation, but, like, when, like, free love and all that shit was happening, like, people were promiscuous as fuck. Yeah, like, Everybody's 70s? fucking each other. No yeah, yeah. condoms and stuff. Yeah, 70s. Yeah. So, I mean, people are having... I don't know. It's all... Like, statistically... People are having less sex. I now. got the statistics right here. I was just looking at it. Oh really? Yeah. St- I, I, I dropped tried, some knowledge. So it's STD rates in, compared over the last. Um, no, Houston's 20, the biggest STD place. Twenty years. No, I didn't know that. So STD rates. That's scary uh, as hell. Shit. <laughs> I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Yeah, it's rated number one in the country. So, check it out. So cases per hundred thousand people in a population. Fuck. In 1975, we're at about 500 cases per per hundred thousand people in population. So it was a 2005, right about 100. So it's five, it was five times worse in the 70s. Than it well, that, wait, I wait, think that, that kind of goes with like... STDs. Oh. With like, um, back then, like, I feel like force and all condoms. that was different. Like, what was being it? weird. Like, like, nowadays, like, if you go up and approach, like, a girl in that kind of way or a guy, like, it's like... like hey, baby. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like... Um, like look down on yeah like to yeah, go for, out. Sure. for sure and like back then i feel like it was just like hey do you want to have sex and she's like yeah or yeah. he was like yeah and then you just went but to the, have sex the 70s also was a time when like drug experiment experimenting with drugs was nobody knew how bad they were so maybe that had part of it to do with it and nobody was getting educated on stds and stuff well nobody's getting educated now they don't have that shit in school they, do you remember no they don't it's less and less that that sex ed is becoming, oh because they have to cut budgets and stuff for the it school. was that and like people are like don't teach my don't show my kid a picture of a dick Damn, really? Sex ed, when I had sex ed in high school or in middle school, it was like a week and they just showed us pictures of chlamydia and things like that. And like, and like, you know, it was like, it was so short. I didn't understand anything about sex. I didn't learn anything from it. Mine was huge. I went to Central. And they, they showed, oh yeah, dude, they, they, they know yeah. y'all, man. <laughs> so Central was a school like where you kind of went to school half the day and then worked the other half of the day, right? If no. I'm correct? No, you go full day. No? I thought, for yeah. some reason, I thought you had to work the other half of the day. If you need to make up, if you want to do work credits. Okay. You don't have to though, um, but yeah, they like put the condom on the banana and mm. like they sat there for like two hours and talked to us for like two weeks, and like th- there were pregnant girls in there and guys yeah, that had yeah, kids sure. and all that stuff. So I know I, I was in the out. I never learned about sex in school. That's why you're a deviant. <laughs> I mean, like I learned, I learned honestly, like I learned how to put a condom on by the box. Yeah, 
Yeah, straight up. Like they they didn't. I didn't know anything about like. I, I mean, I knew about sex because I started watching porn when I was four. But like, so think about that though, right? Like you had both parents present, and neither of them had that conversation with you. Yeah, you went to school, and nobody had that conversation with you. Yeah, that's true. So if you if you if you were just getting into sexual experiences mm-hmm. at this age, like twenty in your twenties, you know, say you went to college or whatever, and you didn't, you'd be completely oblivious. You wouldn't understand that. Like, hey, I should probably wear protection because. People are sketchy, and they're out there having sex with lots of people. Yeah, my experience was my uh, my dad was like, "Hey, when you're about to have sex, just call me." <laughs> Damn, right? That's what he said. I was like, All "Yeah, right. that's my thought. I'm about to get I'm about to get it in." Hey, yo, dad, <laughs> your pops, it's about to happen. You know what's fucked up about that though? Is when I think about it with my dad. My dad was my mom were a one night stand. What the fuck is he gonna tease me about safe sex? Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm like yeah. I'm the product of him not having safe yeah. sex. Yeah. My my parents they didn't really go into details because I think they weren't comfortable with it. But they always just like made it a point, like when it comes, just like always wear a condom. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like that was just they beat it down to me. Yeah, he gave me a condom. I uh, I remember had... the wrinkly condom in your wallet that dude. you had for like three grape, years. Oh, yeah. Everybody grape, had that. It's grape flavored, dude. Yes. <laughs> I just came, after a while, I just carried it on as a gem. Like I'd use other condoms. And you never and used just, it, I bet, right? Yeah, because it's in my wallet. It's yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it yeah, all yeah, rusty exactly. and broken. Actually, last resort i did use it last resort one time damn that's not the condom you want to use i don't know about this well i already knew that going into yeah so i was just like i wasn't like i used polo method dude Fuck yeah. <laughs> it took me a while it took me a while before i had unsafe sex yeah. like i was really really responsible for it with it for a while and i don't know if it was because like so many other people were not being safe or if i felt comfortable in myself but like i was very safe for a long time yeah you know what's great? You know what? They all watched me have sex my first time. Yep, yeah. I watched both times. <laughs> yeah. I was there. Through yeah, the window. Chicken. Like, he had dudes. American Eagle chicken boxes on. <laughs> Did he do a good job? No. Oh. Okay, I, mean, I guess he, we can watch. We can look. We can okay. take it. <laughs> all right. Yes. All right. Uh-oh. Alec. Uh-oh. Alec. Alec. I know, but the world's gonna hear. This. Oh. All right. All right, guys. All right, fans. All right, everybody. We got a great story here. This is just perfect. The unfortunate, the unfortunate thing for Alec was when Alec lost his virginity. We like a bunch of us were actually present. Like Brock was there, and it was a bunch of other other guys from the football yeah, team. It was there. a big moment for me. Yeah. I didn't know that everyone was gonna be a part yeah. of it. I, and it was this older girl that like he just it was, it was weird how it happened because we were all like hanging on the living room. It was like twelve. It was like the whole offense from football. Like a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of testosterone spiked so athletes. Much, you know, who's never like, had sex before. Yeah. And, and probably won't for the next five years. So this girl, eventually Alec and her were talking. After that. And we were at, we, the house we were at was there was no no mom present. So it was like free range. And this girl comes over and her and Alec go nice into Nice ass house too. Yeah. Her and Alec go into this back room. And uh, I don't know how it started, but all of us went outside to a window that was just outside that room. And like we could oh, see man. them having sex. And everybody mm-hmm. was just watching. Like, yeah. every, it was like. Yeah. I didn't know at the time. What do you. Like, no, until yeah. I saw initially yeah. flashes yeah. from the window, and someone broke a window that was on yeah. the ground. A kid like jumped on it, really, and, mm. and then all I remember is like, <laughs> all I remember is like making eye contact with Alex, <laughs> and I look over and there's and like twenty I thought, heads. I thought that was the end of it, but he kept going. Yeah, no, so what I did was I was like, hmm, it's being very smart. Turned off the lights because it was at night. Didn't help so one bit. It didn't help, but I was like, all right, well, if this is going on, it's already happening. And high school is a time where you want some good ass stories. And yeah. I knew deep yeah. down that this story is going to be with me till the end of my high school career. <laughs> and it better be awesome. Because, like, I, so, so to say, I was like, dude, what the fuck, guys? Mm-hmm. Like, fucking dude. Like, yeah. then I'm that guy in high school. Yeah, right. So yeah. I'm like, Fuck it. Mm-hmm. We're going all in. Yeah. And we weren't even like discreet about it. People were like laughing and jumping around. Yeah. And 
It's a good thing that we didn't have, it's a good thing that we didn't have like smartphones. I remember and, like I was still rocking a, like a Nokia yeah, someone, sliding phone. Someone's flash flip phone went yeah. off and I saw his like face. He like had an evil grin. He's like, yeah. "Hey." Um and then when it was all said and done, I'm walking I'm walking her out like to the gentleman. living room. Yeah, just being like, "Hey guys, like whatever." She didn't really know. Didn't it care. sucks for her. She really didn't care. She didn't know. She yeah. really didn't care. Like I would say that that it was shitty for her. But she didn't give a fuck. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, I was like, oh shit, she's gonna be pissed. Like that's gonna fuck with her mentally. She didn't care. Yeah. So on that aspect, like it was okay. And then when I was walking out, Jordan's brother decides to go, "Hey, can I be next?" Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And then shit went south. She that's declined. She, just so people know, she declined. That's when she got mad though. Yeah. Out of every the whole situation, right. she was like, was "Your rude. friends are like young and douchey," and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> and then you know, like I'm stuck with them. What a <laughs> shitty impression! Like all your friends just made you look like an idiot in yeah. front of this girl. Yeah. It, I'm sorry. <laughs> and Isla, it was my first time, and I was emotionally attached. That's not the way mm. to go out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was like. It's like, this isn't the girl, but I fucking love her. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you remember? I, I do. I feel I like did. people fell in love every other week back then. Yeah. Mm. Like when you were a kid. Like, there's some hormones, man. You're just yeah, full of them. You know, it's interesting. For the first time, um, someone that I've had sex with in the past got married. Ooh. Do you feel like when you, whenever you, like, have sex with somebody, like, they're kind of part of them was with you for a long time. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I, like I've always, like I see her on Instagram and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, like I've had sex with you. But now it's just like she's married. It's like damn, like not that that was even on the table for me. Like that yeah. was never gonna happen again. But it's like, oh, all right. Well, that's officially done. Also, another... <laughs> unless I call the divorce. Speaking of officially, scratch her off the list. Speaking of officially done, you someone your someone that I've had sex with has died too. That's weird. That you weird. know, like, you have that, like, you can't talk about that ever again. Your dick yeah. is cursed and blessed at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, it's not cursed. Damn, dude, that's wild, though. Have, you ever, have you ever been with someone who's died or got married? Those are two very different things. Not really. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> kind of. Got married, yeah. Like, yeah, even, even girls, like, married. they have a couple kids now. Damn. Yeah. Weird. Really? Married. Nice. I like, even with, with the show, so this is crazy. With our show, Local. we're 12 episodes deep now, right? Yeah. 12 episodes deep, and we've been running for about 90 days, right? If I remember correctly? About 90 days? Yeah. Damn. I yeah. thought it was... Huh. So about 90 days, 12 episodes deep. And I've had so many people reach out and like say stuff on, on social media. And and you guys might feel the same, but I feel it's weird because like, I had a girl reach out to me the other day, and she just talked about the show and how much she likes it, and even like gave me feedback on stuff. And that's it's, cool. It's weird because like I don't know how to deal with that. I don't. I don't feel. You know, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. Like you don't feel not famous, but like some you know? that someone should be listening. Yeah, I almost feel like it's uh, it's un- it's always unexpected. You know, it's humbling. It's really humbling oh, yeah, to yeah. think because yeah. our shows are about an hour each. To think someone spent an hour of their time just listening to us talk, it's amazing. Like it's it's the most it's so I'm so grateful every time we come over here. So when we, in our studio we have like a big TV screen on the wall at the end of the desk, and every time we come over, Al keeps the analytics up of our show and like how it's trending. And every single time, I just can't believe the growth, and it's because yeah, of you guys. There was one episode that we released, and we didn't do any, any marketing, marketing for it. And I went to Jordan's. Let's house. pretend that was on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> we purposely and, didn't. Do um, that. I went to Jordan's house, and he was like, "Dude, let's just like post it next week." And I was like, we have this amount of views, dude. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, really? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, we're keeping it. Like, even with nothing. So I think that's it says something about, you know, 
doing what you want to do yeah like pushing yourself into that direction because we had no idea mm-hmm. i think we're all pretty like pretty pretty much people that can't be like here's your job for six hours do this repetitively no. at least i feel so i mean I'm like, yeah, oh. absolutely i have a problem with I'm keeping jobs because like it's my mental yeah. in those jobs and then like my ADD. That's gonna make me nervous. The person that just hired you on. <laughs> I know. I already put in my resignation. <laughs> I typed it up last night. <laughs> no, but for that, for the for the job that I have with you, yeah. it's it's so much different than any other so job flexible. I've had. Yeah, and I'm working with you. That you know, it keeps my mental sane, and like we understand each other. We have a back and forth. It's it's like when I don't want to go in, yeah. I want to go in for you because I'm like, this is Jordan's baby, and um, it's I cute as fuck. Yeah, I mean, like, I seriously, you, like, motivate me, and I'm like, oh, shit, like, Jordan cares this much about it, I want to care this much about it. My baby. So, yeah, it, it helps. Yeah. So, I never had a job where I cared. Yeah, it's you know amazing. What Would you throw yourself into when you give a fuck about your, what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and cool. then, same with the podcast, like, there's some days I'm just like, uh, you I don't know, want to. I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and she's, she's like, anxious a lot, and she says that a lot of her anxiety comes from not feeling like she has purpose. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's an amazing thing to think about, like purpose. You know, like what do you what, what every day makes you feel like you you gotta you gotta go do something because it's your purpose. That's what I struggle What's with. What's your too. purpose? That's what I don't know. I think it's important to ask yourself that sometimes. You have to take that like mental like mental log of like what and what am I, what, are, what is it right now that's pushing me and motivating me? Damn. So my purpose right now would be this podcast, definitely. Yeah. It um it gives me future goals. I've never had future goals, I've always just had like end of the year goals or something like that yeah. i need to pay off these this debt by the end of the year i need to like you know i would like to buy a new car by next year it's yeah. never like something that i'm progressing with my own time and like we're not getting paid to do this you know like what are you talking about yes we are well i mean like from sponsors but yeah. nothing like you getting me in here is not giving me like an hourly wage or something yeah. it's just to keep the more i keep doing this the more money i'm gonna get hopefully and but it's not even about that it's just about like I want to build something bigger than myself. Personally, I feel like the reason that I love doing this is because all three of us collectively have had very different lives and we've all been through very different shit than the other person. Mm. You know, really different experiences. And, 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 and yeah, we're still pretty young people, but I feel that there are other people that go through the same shit and have the same thoughts besides our poop and pee jokes. They have the same <laughs> thoughts. And if, any, if even like one person can hear something that we said in this hour and be like, I can fix my problem or help solve my problem off of what that person just said because mm-hmm. of their experience. That's that's a fucking win right there. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. That's huge. And I would even say because like my week was rough. I don't know about your guys, but like or doing this is like therapy for me. It's therapeutic. Yeah. Like all my pent up aggression and shit like that from my week just like of stupid shit like my dogs or just life Pissing all over the place <clears throat> yeah just keep peeing man i don't know how that's possible but it's working yeah and he's got a strong <clears throat> flow man i could hear it from the other room I was like, that? Stop. <clears throat> so yeah the more i keep doing this the more like with my mental health for the week it helps and in, in general this has been episode 12 of the jab podcast yes thank you guys for listening we love you all keep sending in your questions keep sending in your input we love it thank you this is people call me jay breezy rando young al Peace. Stay, <laughs> stay cool. Peace. Stay cool, Peace. Houston. Watch out for the jab.
well 